Hey, how you doing? I'm Terrence Boyd, um, originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, residing in Dallas, Texas right now. What's up, what's up, y'all? My name is Charles Holland. I'm originally from Arkansas, now residing in Dallas, Texas as well. And I'm, my name is Justin Franklin. I'm originally from Flint, Michigan. Now I do reside in Dallas, Texas as well. My boy was confused. I he got confused. Ain't no way he was at. Hey, y'all, so we here with Becoming Men. Unfiltered. Unfinished. And unrestricted. So first, we're going to start off talking to you uh, to you guys today about uh, mental health mm-hmm. in men. So I found an article online that talked about the actor Dwayne Johnson, which everyone knows him from, knows his name as The, the Rock. Rock. So um The Rock in this article he talks about how when he was in his early twenties he had he actually got which I didn't notice, he was trying to play professional mm-hmm. football mm-hmm. and I guess it didn't go the way he intended on it. So the article states how Dwayne Johnson experienced depression during his early twenties mm-hmm. when his football career stalled. Speaking to Man's Health magazine in twenty twenty he talks about how he felt like his ego got in the way. So yeah. let's talk about that ego. ego. How do you think your ego oftentimes get in the way of your desired outcome? Um, well, I know for a fact, like somebody like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like so that, so specifically that, he went to Miami, of course. And that Miami team he played on wasn't like a normal Miami team. Like that was a, one of the best teams of like, past hundred years type Miami team like ridiculous loaded right. and I know one thing as an athlete if you put all your eggs in one basket as far as to play certain sports or to do certain things right like charge you in the military stuff like that you kind of have to have somewhat of an ego to give you confidence to do things that are kind of crazy right right so like misses in sports when you playing a violent sport like that, because a rock played in the up front defensive lineman, when you going against other men that are strong, big, fast, hitting just to be violent, you kind of gotta have a little bit of a, a um, an ego to even think and want to do that kind right. of stuff, right? right? So I think what is sometimes it's okay to have in certain situations, but the problem is a lot of us don't know when to turn it off. Like on the field, it was okay to have an ego. Weight right. room when you lift, and it's okay to. Think highly of yourself because you got to produce this, that, and the third. But then once you leave those environments, you got to turn that switch off. And sometimes we have, I know I did, we struggle with doing that kind of stuff. So in the article, Dwayne, he talks about one way he had an ego was he had a tendency not to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Why do you think as men, why why don't we I think a lot of times we don't ask for help because we're worried about what people are going to think of the type of help that we need. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll ask for help. Um, from select people like we can go to our family a lot of times our immediate family now we ain't going to extended family but immediate family we can go to them sometimes and ask about help for different situations but like when we ask people for help uh, we sometimes we'll get judged for it other Mm -hmm. times they'll think we're not trying to do anything on our own Um, and it kind of just kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth for the next time Mm -hmm. you ask for help so as a man if I come to you one time and you done told me, hey, I got you, bro. I, I, I'm there for you if you need me. Then I come to you and I actually need you and you ain't there. Mm-hmm. I probably ain't going to ever ask you for help again because it's like, all right, you lied to me, bro. And in reality, I think we can, we put help <laughs> with failure. Like we, we, we categorize we with do. failure. We so do. when you're asking for help, it's almost you're letting people know 
that you're kind of failing in a certain area, mm-hmm. which, and that's not the case. And then also, too, a lot of times with men, um, we have a hard time, like, for instance, right, people that may need to help us, we may not want to ask because we feel like, okay, I'm, no, I'm supposed to be protecting you, guiding you, covering you. Right. And how can I ask you for help? I can't ask you for help because I'm supposed to be, I only want you to see me in that light. And a lot of times, like kind of Charles just said, like, we don't want to get seen in a certain light because some of that's part of our reputation, you know, and it's just kind of how it is what it is as a man. And, you know, part of manhood, um, traditionally speaking, mm-hmm. uh, has been taught to us that we are to be the breadwinners in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we are to be masculine, we're to be strong, uh, be in control of stuff at all times. Um, it's that it's that ability to rely on ourselves, not seeking help from too many other people, and uh, even as kids, we taught a lot of times not to speak too open about our emotions and how we right. feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times as a boy growing up, you go to crying too much, they you know get slapped right. in the face, yeah, about all <laughs> quit all that crying. Right. So at the end of the day, we teach we we kind of ingrained in young boys growing up to the place of becoming men. What a man's supposed to look like, how a man is supposed to be, how a man's supposed to walk, how a man's As supposed if we're to talk. Emotionalists. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't have any emotion at all. Right. That's kind of where the ego comes in because it's like, okay, I can't be sad. That's true. So to combat me being sad and depressed, I got to, like, okay, you know what? I ain't know, you know what it is, what it is. I got to. That's the way you combat that because right. you don't like that feeling. You don't want to be looked at in that way. So a lot of men, we are much rather be looked at as arrogant and angry than sad and depressed. Yeah. So arrogant. you said the word arrogant. Arrogant. Oh yeah, we are. We are for surely like we are. You know, overly confident just because I much better be looked at in that way than on the other way. Because at least one has some kind of strength with it. We think that right. sometimes one at least you know what I'm saying has some kind of positive with it that we may see. And oftentimes, when people are arrogant, they don't even, usually don't even have anything to be arrogant about. Mm-hmm. You know, I know for me personally, when I found myself at a place where I didn't have stuff and. Um, it was like, well, why you didn't ask me for help? A lot of times the reason I didn't ask people for help is because there's something I call toxic help. Oh, yeah. Um, it's this idea that a person will help you that can't help themselves. Right. And if I come ask you for help, I know mm. a, additionally to me hurting, you're going to hurt as well. Right. So I'd rather hurt by myself mm. than have you bleed with me. And... I think sometimes as men, we take on this approach of um, because we were taught traditionally to look out for ourselves and to look out for our family, family and to look out for yeah. everybody else. Right. Sometimes men don't ask for help simply because they don't want to hurt you mm-hmm. in the process of trying to help them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a reality that a lot of times people uh, face. And I think a lot of times we don't really pay attention to the warning signs that males are having, like, Ooh. mental health issues and issues getting help and issues seeking out help. It's that aggression. It's that right. anger. And as boys, we thought, all right, put it in the sports. But what happened when you take away sports? Amen, boy. What happened when you take away the military? What happened, what happened when you take those things away? Church is going to release my anger? Right. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many things that we deal with that a lot of times – we don't learn coping mechanisms for other than to go pray about it or to read God's word on it or go hit some, tackle some, push some. Right. But what happens when you ain't got none of those resources available? And I, I believe as growing up as a young boy, especially being black as well, mm-hmm. we're kind of programmed on not to show our emotion. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you do cry, stop crying. Mm-hmm. If you do want to scream, if you do get upset, where are you mad for? You know, um, if you do talk back, you know, it's 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 a it's we're we're programmed not to show our emotion, and then at the end it blows up, right? Oh, yeah. And then we 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 hold it all in, and then we usually have a big outburst, which is not good. And see, and that's the thing about you know with men, that's why it's so dangerous when. You know, like they say all the time, a woman can kind of be somewhat emotionally up and down because the damage there damage can be done there, but it can kind of be contained. Right. When men snap, people die. Mm-hmm. Like, cause men usually more they you know that's just how we are, and then kind of right. piggyback up what you said. You made a great point, Charles. Um, I know, for instance, especially when it comes to athletics, right? Like, for instance, it's. Most boys, especially little black boys in America, especially little black boys in America that grow up in poverty, our goal when we're playing sports is make it to the NFL so we can take care of our family, you know, take a little everybody live a life that, you know, nobody's ever lived, right? And, like, I know for me, and I had a great mother and dad, you know, great mother, father, but, you know, we had some hard times and stuff. So me seeing them struggling, seeing how much they care for me, I felt like, okay, yeah, I'm in school right now. I'm in middle school, high school, but I'm a pay- I'm about to go to the NFL to take care of all of them. So, like, when I didn't make it, bro, I felt ashamed. I felt like this. I'm like, dang, right. I'm living in their house. I'm supposed to be buying them a new house, and I'm not buying. I'm living in their house. I felt like a shame. I felt like a burden, all that kind of stuff. So, like you said, when you drowning, when you drowning, you drowning yourself. But like mm-hmm. you said, I don't want my drowning to hurt the people I love. So, how did you manage to get over that season? So, with that, I mean, and it took time, um, like I said, and that led to some other things. Well, I'll tell you how, how I managed it. I was drunk all the time. Mm. I used to drink all the time, and then at that time, I developed a pill issue coming out of college okay. from football. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, with me, because, like, with me, my story kind of changed because I got, my career was hindered because of injuries. Mm. So, when I first got introduced to, like, painkillers and stuff, it was given to me by my trainer. Right. After my surgery, after I broke, actually when I broke my leg and stuff, I'm 18, 19. They just gave it to me. They didn't really restrict it on it. So it went to taking it for pain first to now I'm taking it for depression because I can't play football. Like you just said, football was my uh, end all, be all. I would have died for the game. So now that you took my biggest outlet of frustration, life, whatever, now you're giving me painkillers now. So now my big thing, which was very, very dangerous, now it was, it was from dark days where it, that I, I wasn't, I was never sober. That's how I dealt with it. You, you know, as you're talking about that, I kind of think about in in our time, competition drove us. Mm-hmm. Um, and for our mental health, if we couldn't compete, it affected us negatively. Oh, what? For this generation, it's the exact opposite. Right. I read an article not too long ago that said um, men played sports. Boys played video games, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of bothered me a little bit when I read it. But as I was reading it, it said the reason that the young boys like to play video games is it gives them the opportunity to start over when they fall. Mm-hmm. They can hurt somebody and not face consequences mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, and um, they get to experience living in another reality outside mm-hmm. of the one that they currently live in. That's dangerous. And so we didn't we didn't necessarily have that when we were growing up. Yeah, video games came out, right. but um, when that we was growing after, up, that was after that. Was, yeah. we'd go play basketball outside for a few right. hours, and then we'd play two. Then we'd play two games. Yeah. yeah, but now kids do that as their primary focus. So as men, 
um, those mental health issues, we're starting to see a rise in that because now, um, you know, they've lived the alternate reality in video games and stuff like that. Now they're going out here rocking that out in the world. Right. It's, it's guns and stuff in the street. Right. right. No, that's, I mean, no, that's, I never thought about that concept like that, but no, but that's, I mean, the thing about it is, like you said, those worlds they live in, and even not like that, you know, you know, I'm in education, and with a lot of parents, you know, they try to make their kid live the most painless free, trauma free, no kind of obstacles in these kids' lives when they come to education and et cetera. But it's like you're preparing them for it. it's gonna be rough in the real world when it, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. There isn't an accommodation for Walmart not gonna make an accommodation for you at work if you can't push the basket. They're gonna just hire somebody who can. Right. Yeah. So right. we got kids who heavily in the educational system who accommodate, 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 mm-hmm. make the teacher's life harder and school life harder. And then as you go, well that kid eighteen a job not gonna hire you, you gotta accommodate you, they can just hire somebody who don't need the accommodation. Right. right. So it's like, that's, it's a lot of stuff that, you know, and it's funny because our generation gets blamed for things when we're not even a generation in power, which is confusing. Right. right. We don't make no laws. Right? No. We're not even in anything to change, to affect stuff. Like I know, well football, I know it's kind of off topic, but whenever I would argue with some of my older coaches and friends about football nowadays, it's soft, et cetera, they call it soft. I'm like, can y'all sell these things? Like, we making them, y'all are the one changing the rules. How can you change the game? Because you saw the data. Okay, this is dangerous. Let's make the game safer. But on the same token, say, okay, we're making the game safer because we saw the flaws. But guess what y'all saw? Because we played like, it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. No, so, and this going to probably spiral into some, but a lot of the older generation is the reason why a lot of younger generation dealing with a lot of mental health issues too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a generational thing. And honestly, it's transgenerational. Mm-hmm. Um, they dealt with them. They mm-hmm. just didn't have diagnosis for them. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, especially in African-Americans, we oh, go yeah. all the way back to slavery. Oh, right. yeah. But I am happy that um, mental health, as far as men, is being more promoted. Yeah. Prom- promoted, yeah, promoted. Yes, I mean, because they got to. A lot of places you can go receive help, um, online counselors, different things that can help you navigate through life. So what would y'all say to a man that might be listening to this podcast today that's struggling with their mental health? Mm. I would say don't shut down. Don't shut down. Don't go into that closet. Don't stay off the beat to yourself. Um, reach out for help. To find one good person, a friend, a family member, a mentor, someone that you can connect with and talk to and vent, and someone that will give you good advice. Someone just going to need one. Go to someone that would, that would lead you into the right direction. See, when you say that question, I'm really, like, thinking because, you know, like I said, y'all are my brother, so, you know, I feel like I can talk about stuff. And, you know, we were just talking about church about being vulnerable and mm-hmm. being open. So, like, with me, um, and a few people know, but, like, I struggle with, like, suicide, mm-hmm. like, big time, especially, especially after I didn't make it pro. Like, right. it was, I didn't even want to be. On the, I did not want to be on this planet no more. Right. So as I think about that question, I think about what would have been something I needed to hear to kind of get me to go through. And as actually, you know, I do do TikTok sometimes, you know, I try to reduce how much I do. But I saw something, and it, and it literally broke me into tears. It was a quote, I think, by Miles, Miles Monroe or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, no, it wasn't mine. It was somebody else. But it said, your peace is more important than understanding why something happened the way it did. Mm-hmm. I struggled a long time with, you know, because with, with the injuries I had, it wasn't like my football career was changed because of a stupid decision by one of my teammates just to be stupid and practice and do something he wasn't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even nothing I did. Right. So I struggled with that concept a lot. Like, I'm hurt with something that I didn't even do that wasn't even supposed to be done. I did nothing to cause this. But that's kind of how it is with life and being the man of God sometimes. Like, we sometimes try to make sense of, okay, this happened to me. I know for a while with me, I was like, I must have did something to deserve this. I had to do something to deserve this. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a bad person. Maybe that's why this happened. And then we do that too. So, I mean, I know for something like that, I would just say that for him, for you to get your peace, bro, you got to be okay with not finding the reason why it happened and just going through it. I think I would uh, say to a male that's struggling with their mental health, um, understand uh, that struggles aren't absolute. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we're getting thick of something that we're dealing with, experiencing in life, and it's like, man, I don't, I don't see my way out of this ditch, out of this hole, out of this struggle that I'm in currently. And the reality is there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. It's just making it through the darkness till you get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and mental health, um, I, I taught my class this a few years ago. Mental health is like shattered glass. Um, a lot of times when you see shattered glass on the ground, all you want to do is sweep it up and throw it away. But if you put that glass under the right amount of heat and you put it near each other mm-hmm. and you begin to push it back together, that glass reforms and it can form something beautiful. Okay. Um, so... Um, I think at the end of the day, uh, we have to know that sometimes we face pressures in life, but sometimes it's forming us so that something better can come from it. That's right. So I always live by saying we all are dealt given a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. You just gotta learn how to play, learn how to make the right decision. I mean, sometimes you go win, sometimes you go lose. But at the end of the day, you know we're all caught to blame. You know, it's it's not a tough and easy thing to do as far as living this mm-hmm. life. But God has given us tools, and he's equipped us to navigate through it. Right. So, y'all, if y'all like this podcast, this is just one of our very first episodes. We still a little rough, still a little rugged. (laughs) But if y'all like what we're doing, uh, you know, share this on Facebook, on Instagram. uh, Go and add it on Apple Music and Spotify. Um, Becoming Men. Um, We're working. So, you know, be a part of what we're doing. Peace out, y'all.